Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia. I'm Hattie. And we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts, tying the style of film and TV, past and present, to threads. Just a heads up, party people, there might be some spoilers, so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. Yeah, hello. I think we do need to get a little bit closer to the mic. We'll intervene in a bit. We've had some feedback from Dad on the sound quality, and apparently (laughs) it's not been up to scratch. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. We're trying. We're really trying. Um, What are we on, episode four? I think it's episode four. Wow, look at us go. Just zooming along (laughs) through the watching schedule. Um, Hi. Hello. (laughs) Pretend that we haven't just... You haven't been in my flat for four hours. Literally. Drunk all my iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Debriefed yeah. on entire life. I've literally talked you through like the last 14 days of my life in so much detail. <laughs> That's what I'm here for though. It's I a, know. It's quite literally my job. I left my flat about midday and I was like, oh, I'll probably be back in a couple of hours. <laughs> Won't be long. Bye. Just going to record one podcast episode. Five hours later. George is going to be thinking I've kept you hostage. I know. Um, well, what have you been watching? I've been watching Top Boy. Oh! Yeah. You have been a fan for a while, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but a very poor fan because I didn't realise that I'd skipped straight to like series three. Oh. Because it turns out, so obviously it was on Channel 4 originally, mm. the first couple of series. And then I think they cancelled it, and then Netflix brought it, brought it back because it was interest. And I think Drake got involved and said he liked it, so Netflix brought it back. And obviously, it's now having a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, everyone's like loving it at the moment. Um, and so I didn't realise that the first couple of series Netflix put on that all the series are on Netflix, but Netflix renamed the first two series from the Channel Four era, Top Boy Summer House. Oh, weird. Yeah. Why? I think it's just to basically suggest that because obviously there's quite a big time period in between uh, okay. so I think they're just trying to delineate and kind of yeah. say like this is separate and this is from the channel four years yeah. I, or, I guess it could also be I don't know maybe there are legal reasons I'm not sure but it's yeah. very frustrating they should advertise that yeah that, yeah because I went straight to series three because mm. it's just series one it looks like series one top boy so that's, that's why I thought it was a logical mm. place to start and I was watching it and it was one of those where I was watching it and just it did feel like there was a little bit of information I was missing. Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying it and obviously there's still exposition, there's still... Yeah. And because there's been a time gap, there are... They, they're still explaining what's been happening to characters. Yeah. But I've now realised it makes so much more sense that there are two series before because it does feel like they're reintroducing people yeah, and catching us up on where people are after how they were left. And I obviously don't have a lot of information because I didn't yeah. watch the first two series. So are you going to go back? I think so, but I'm going to carry on watching where from where I am yeah. and then just watch the first two series as if it's a different show. Yeah, well, Top Boy Summer House. Yeah. It's a bit annoying because oh, yeah. I guess there are a couple of spoilers, but I am enjoying it, even though I've skipped yeah. um, a few series. I've only heard good things about yeah. it. Like Everyone I know who's watched it mm. does rave about it. Mm. So it's one of those that's like, I've been meaning to watch for ages and just never get around to yeah i've not really been watching a lot of dramas recently like i've not been watching a lot of serious stuff mm. i think i need to get into a new mm. serious series 
Yeah. But um, I don't know why. It's because Mercury's retrograde, guys. <laughs> I've just been so, like, tired. <laughs> and then when I get home from work, that's not, like, I need just mm. something that's, like, easy watching. Yeah. So I just finished maths. Exciting. Finally. I still haven't, so you've... Um, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I Please actually don't. haven't Googled them all yet. You oh, know, wow. Because That's... I didn't finish the final dinner party mm. reunion episode. Um, but I had already seen some spoilers of stuff that happened, mm. so I need to Google them all. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, last night, finally just starting to make the most of my Disney Plus membership, which I know mm. that I've been banging on about every episode. Yeah. I'm like, so Disney like Plus is really great. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. Um, I watched Inside Out. Oh, I really want to watch that. Is it's it good? so good. It's So obviously it's like, it's a kid's film really, but I think that mm. most adults probably, I know that some adults don't, aren't into mm. like animated movies and this is no. um, animated, but it's basically, if anyone who doesn't know, about a little girl called Riley and she's about 11 or 12 and finds out that she's moving house so they're moving to a completely new city her and her parents um and the characters the main characters aside from her are her emotions Mm. so her five of her emotions are all personified all they're personified yeah they're like little characters that we see so there's joy which is obviously like joy happiness Mm. um disgust sadness anger and fear so they're sort of like her five main emotions and you see it's almost like imagining if your emotions were people in your brain how they would act how they would respond Mm. to things in the world happening to you so it's like about see sort of like how children i guess learn emotions Mm. um and how the like the brain responds, but told through these mm. little animated characters. It's really good, and it's really interesting to kind of see from a child's perspective. Or obviously, it's written mm. more for children. Yeah. But actually, as an adult, you can still take a lot. I think. From yeah. That. I think we forget sometimes to like be in tune with our emotions and think about how things affect us, and all the like different aspects mm. and all the in-betweens so at the moment she's only got these little five characters but actually then as the movie goes on she develops and then it turns out that there's like more in-between feelings and actually yeah. you don't have just happiness all the time because that's unrealistic yeah. and the benefit of feeling different things it's just like quite a good feel-good easy watch if you mm. want a Kids I love that. I really yeah, enjoy I'm it. I'm going to try that. I'm definitely going to try yeah. that. Because also, um, maybe it's because I'm watching Top Boy, but it's also nice to balance it out with some yeah. like, really happy yeah. stuff. Because obviously Top Boy is quite intense. Yeah, it's nice to have just like an easy... Mm. But it's like comfort food is what yes. I always think. Yeah, I think it's good to have something just a bit happier, yeah. a bit kind of nice and cosy. I think cosy yeah. is the feeling, isn't it? Whenever I re-watch a show, mm. so like my serial re-watch shows are probably Modern Family and Friends. Mm. I'm like always re-watching one. Um, and what I think of, I don't know if this is weird, is a bowl of spaghetti. Like to me, they are a bowl of spaghetti. That Yeah, I don't imagine that. I don't Because I'm just like, oh, just like a, mm. a big like... <laughs> 
comfort food bowl of spaghetti. Maybe it's weird that I associate it with food, but I'm like, oh yeah, just like, just makes me feel like good and like cosy. So yeah. Anything else? Um, Well, what I've been watching, um, talking about Disney Plus Mm -hmm. and comfort, cosy watching, um, I've been watching this week's topic, which was Princess Diaries. Of course. Do you know what? Watching this back, um, I really feel like this is one of the best films ever made. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, interesting. Yeah. Okay, shall we get into it? Yeah, I think we should. So... Should we do a little summary in case anyone needs? I feel like probably most people have watched it, but... Yeah, I think that's fair, though. Do you want to do a summary? Yeah. Do one. So, it centres around Mia Thermopolis. She's a 15-year-old living in San Francisco, um, played by Anne Hathaway. Who I think is really underrated. Really underrated. In general, but... In this film, she's so good. I think people just like to hate her because it's just turned into a trend to hate but her. Why? I don't know. People she's are weird. She's so great. She's anyway, so great, and I bet she's a, and apparently she's really nice in person. As I well. can believe that. I mm. feel like she's like a nice person. I absolutely believe it. So she's a couple of weeks away from her sixteenth birthday, mm-hmm. and her grandma, who she's never met before, who's like pretty much estranged from her, yeah. has come to town to meet her. Her dad, actually, by this point, has also passed away, but she never really properly knew her dad. And this is the grandma on her dad's side. So her grandma comes to like comes to the city, and she goes to visit her, and her grandma's like, you're, you're a princess. You're the princess of Genovia. The one thing that annoys me is they keep messing around with pronunciation. Sometimes it's Genovia. Sometimes oh God, it's Genovia. That yeah. That's so interesting that you say that because I was like, so do we say Genovia or do we say Genovia? Exactly. I feel like that's one error that's one error with the film. Yeah. That because I'm like, we don't move between Britain and Britain, do we? <laughs> yeah, so she finds out that she's a princess and she's really nerdy at school and it turns into this whole spiritual awakening mm. and she's reconnecting with herself I think her friends at first are like oh you've started like wearing nice clothes and you've had your hair done mm. and you're changing you're now going to be one of the, the popular kids um, but actually what I think is quite nice is it's all about her learning to be comfortable with herself yeah, reconnecting with her identity her roots, her family it's like a um, next level coming of age film it is. because it's like yeah. it's a coming of age film mm. But she's found out she's a member of a royal family yeah. of a random European state yeah. that she didn't really know even existed. No. I mean, did she even know it existed? I don't know. I don't know, because I think... like That's yeah. the thing, they keep being like, oh, Genovia, Genovia. And people just seem Genovia, to know it exists. Genovia, Genovia. I don't know. No, Um... <laughs> Yeah, also, their Prime Minister sings, which I really rate for Genovia. Oh, yeah. I think that's great for It her. looks like a cool place to live, actually. I did think, I was like, God, you can't imagine Boris Johnson being this nice oh, at no. dinner party, can you? No. Um, their Prime Minister seems pretty cool. Um, I have to say, I know we're talking about the first film, but I also re-watched this morning oh, a bit of the second one. I was going to start watching it. I think I'm going to watch that this week. Um, which follows, then, her life after becoming a princess mm. when she... It's actually five years on, so she is turning 21 in the second film. Right. And she moves to Genovia, Genovia. Mm. Um, and then it's basically like she has a month to secure an arranged marriage if she wants to yeah. take the throne, is the loose plot. Um, so we see more of like mm. her in the palace and like mm. 
coming into this royal role. And apparently there is a script for a third film. Oh, I really want to see that. So I don't know what that's going to be on, but I have seen... Um, I don't know. I can't quote my source. I don't can't remember where I saw that, but I've, I've I think I've, seen I've, that it's been rumored mm. for a while, not confirming, yeah. but apparently that's like a possibility, which is exciting. I would love that, and I love Julie Andrews who plays oh my her God, grandma. She's so it's good. actually an amazing cast. Yeah, it's such a good cast, and she's such a queen-like lady. Yeah, I feel like she's, she's very regal, such a good she? actress to play a queen. Yeah, perfect. I mean, it did feel a bit like they'd just got, they'd thought, oh, who's a really well-known British woman? Yeah. And, you know, they're like, yeah, let's put Mary Poppins in the role. Like, Basically. Yeah. Perfect, to yeah. be fair. Um, common thread. Okay. Because I, there's obviously, I think the thing that people find hard mm with this film now Mm. watching it because this came out in 2001 Mm. so looking back on it the thing that's that's now quite outdated is that makeover motif yeah so Mia is quite stereotypically um kind of like nerdy let's Mm. say um in terms of like that stereotypical character in sort of high school movies in the nineties mm. and noughties where she has a makeover and they get rid of her glasses and they straighten her yeah. hair. And like that is now I think quite problematic. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not going to do a massive deep dive on it into this podcast no. uh, because we want to keep it quite light. Mm. So we see that. Yeah. And we recognize, we recognize it. the issue, mm. but I think, we're gonna for now take it yeah let's look kind of surface level but if anyone wants to share any interesting like readings and stuff on that topic i'd be so yeah to read because i think it's that whole era of teen movies like it was such a big thing mm. the makeover scenes like clueless yeah eyes makeover she's there's, all that she's all that there's so many mm. so it's really interesting now to see how we Kind of, well, we're questioning it now. I don't think we've really moved on mm. from it, to be honest. But it's interesting to kind of, like, look back on that now. Yeah. But I, having said that, not deep diving into that, but for me, the common thread in this film is all about how linked your presentation is mm. with who you are mm. and if it matters and how to be yourself and how looking a certain way can give you confidence, but also that you're still you at your core, Mm. is kind of what I take away from the end of the film, where she's undergone this makeover, but she still... She gets the guy, which, you know, is kind of, again, quite a stereotype, but she doesn't get the popular guy. Mm. She ends up with the guy who's always really liked her pre her Mm. changing and becoming a princess. He likes her for her. So I kind of feel like... She undergoes all these external changes mm. and obviously, like, massive life changes becoming a royal. Yeah. But to me, the common thread is you're still you at your core. Mm. And no matter how much Mia changes on the outside, she's still Mia. Yeah. And she's still, like, that clumsy teen. Ditsy, yeah. Like, but that's okay. Yeah. Is kind of how I feel. Mm. I would agree. I think... It's all about how dress is very 
linked to identity. Yeah. I think I just agree with you on that point. Mm. Well, even something that I'd not... It's interesting watching it now, mm. knowing that we're going to discuss it, because I've never... Obviously, I'd, like, thought about this, but actually really focusing on, on the clothes when we were watching, mm. re-watching. Um, the very opening scene... Mia leaves her house and she's going to school mm. and she has to... She's in, like, debate class or whatever mm. they call it in American schools. Debate class, I think. And she it's mm. her week to debate. Yeah. And the topic up for debate mm. is whether they should wear school uniform or not. So she's yeah. in a school where they all have to wear a uniform mm. and the, you know, popular guy in the class his stance is that they should scrap school uniform and then she has to be the counter argument and stand in front of everyone and she hates public speaking yeah but also i thought really interesting that they open the whole film Mm. with a debate of should we all dress the same absolutely and what do we gain from this Mm. and lily her best friend says when she's like what was my argument again says something like you like our uniform because it's an equaliser yeah so they set that Mm. up from the very beginning yeah they do of this is going to be a question of how we dress because technically yes a uniform is an equaliser but they still show off their personality in terms of like all the again the quote unquote unquote, (laughs) popular Mm. doing air quotes (laughs) um popular like crowd mm. are popular or are seemingly popular because of how they look yeah so yes a uniform is an equalizer but the film also shows that you can still be seen as mm. a certain way whether it's popular yeah. unpopular whatever because of other factors mm. so like hair is a big one because yeah it changes her hair and then even then she's then picked on for it mm. because they're like oh who's trying to fit in now mm. so actually i thought yeah that whole opening scene of debating mm. uniform was really interesting as a way to like immediately lead into it absolutely i mean it calls into question what a uniform is yeah. makes the suggestion that a uniform doesn't have to be a plaid skirt and a shirt uniform can just be any way that you're expressing your style which seems to conform to the status quo so like having that kind of 90s early noughties blowout like the straight lob and having a really nice backpack because that's one thing that I thought actually was quite key even though they're all wearing uniforms one way in which they express their personal styles is just through accessories so she starts off and this is I think maybe because I work in product placement, I notice logos a lot more now. Yeah. I'm just quite attuned to it. But she started off with a North Face backpack. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah. And then she moves on to... It looked like a Prada backpack, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it was, it was a, I mean, it was a design. It was like a, le- a small leather um, kind of square backpack that's yeah. a lot neater and tidier. Yeah. I think what my thing with Mia is, especially actually when Lily starts to get annoyed at her and Mm. say you're trying to be like them yeah you're doing xyz and i think watching it when you're younger i always found i was a bit annoyed with lily because i always Mm. used to think but she's just like just leave her alone you're being mean 
And it's interesting. I always just thought she was being mean. I never really thought too much into it. But actually, being older, you know, you realise that fitting in doesn't have to mean like being in the popular crowd. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure at that age to dress a certain way, even if it's just conforming with what your smaller friendship group does. Because yeah. Lily wants her to stay like she is. Yeah. Kind of a wallflower on the edges of. And Lily's quite out there. Yeah, she is out there. Dresses. Exactly. So at that age, it's not necessarily having really cool style. It's just, mm. I think, at that, that age, how you dress is very much just what you're trying to say, who you want to be friends with. Yeah, that's so true. I've not thought about it like that. And Lily does take it almost quite personally. Mm. And I think that's because she is so interested in and concerned with changing the world essentially Mm. because when she finds out about mia's new status yeah she's like how cool that like you're a teenager who has Mm. the power to actually make real change and she's really excited by that but she also says when mia um because she covers her straight hair um straight hair yeah she covers her straight hair with a hat Mm. and when Lily doesn't understand what's going on, pre her finding out, she says something like, you used to be more concerned with what was in your head rather than on it or yeah. something. And there's, I think there's often a question in film and TV of, mm. can you essentially like be stereotypically, again, because mm. I'm not saying that Mia wasn't pretty before, mm. no, because she was. Mm. She's the same person and it shouldn't matter. But it's often called into question of like if you want to look a certain way can you still care about things yeah if you can in an intellectual way traditional beauty standards or yeah. fashionable beauty standards of the period can you still care about other issues and actually what's really interesting is Anne Hathaway said in an interview this is really sad that she was in obviously for the first few days of shooting the film mm-hmm. she was in like um the first Mia looks yeah. um which were like pre makeover and a lot of the extras and stuff mm. on set were like talk behind her back and be like, Oh, why did she get the role? Like I'm so much more attractive than her. Oh, yeah. And then she came in to set post makeover Mia mm. and people didn't recognise her. That is mad. Isn't that crazy? Also, I want to be like, did you not read the script? Like, do you yeah, not see that like, this is this is precisely the kind of shit that this film is trying to tackle? Yeah. These kind of outdated ideals. Literally. And it's so sad. And what I found, what I quite liked is at the end where um, she decides that she's, she doesn't want to essentially, like, give up her... Mm. Uh, role in the royal family she's going to stay she changes her mind last minute so she's not dressed for the ball yeah so when she turns up it's also been raining she gets caught in the rain Mm. so she's soaking wet and she's in a hoodie and jeans and in fact there's even a a journalist there who's talking to one of those little Mm. what are they called dictaphone yeah i think think it's a dictaphone so she's talking into it and she's like the princess is here styling up wet grunge hair look yeah and jeans and docks or something Mm. and what's great is that she's like i'm going into this role and she still looks different to the beginning Mm. 
but she still holds an essence of herself mm. and that she yeah then she then changes into a ball gown mm. but she when she decides to take it and goes and stands in front of everyone and is like I'm now a princess yeah she's in jeans and docks yeah and there's something really mm. nice about that that they're saying okay they've done the makeover mm. and that's questionable for sure but she still is kind of getting to do it somewhat on her own yeah. terms which I like yeah what's nice is she does become popular through becoming royal when she's figuring out her royal identity when mm-hmm. she's switching over the bags to the expensive designer handbag that her grandma's got her when she's yeah. had the blowout and she's wearing makeup she is I think she's just figuring out her royal identity yeah and you know she does then become popular as a result mm-hmm. people are wanting to kind of speak to her pretending that they're friends with her when the press are around because the paparazzi turn up at school and that kind of thing it, I think it makes it so much more important than that scene when she does say, look, I am royal. Yeah. And she's wearing... She's obviously turned up late and she's not prepared for the ball and she's wearing that outfit after being stuck in the rain. She's wearing a hoodie. She's saying, look, this is me. I can be both. Yeah. I think probably what this film's trying to say, I know that the whole makeover motif is quite problematic, mm. but what I like about this film is... It's saying you can be stereotypically pretty, you can be into makeup, you can be feminine, Mm. and you can still really care about important issues, and you can be academic, and into cars, and, you know, you you don't have to conform to traditional femininity in every area, and if you do in some aspects, that's fine. Yeah. You are, it doesn't mean you're an airhead just because you like getting your hair done. But also, she still is like her clumsy self yeah so right at the beginning of the second film and i'm I'm going to the second film which isn't really what we're discussing but just just really Mm. sticks out for me is that she's at this point where you would think it's five years on she's like a royal now like officially a royal she's still like when she waves hello to everyone when she enters her Mm. 21st birthday ball her bracelet flies off her because she's like uh, waving yeah. quite haphazardly and the bracelet just flies <laughs> off her hand uh, her wrist and one of the like guards not guards but whatever they're mm. called standing behind just captures it for her and it's like oh don't worry it happens more often than you think mm. and you know that's not really true yeah <laughs> but she's still again it's like yes okay she's changed on the outside but that doesn't mean that she's suddenly perfect in every no. way. And no one is. Because no. even though the popular people take more interest in her, she's still not really fitting in with them. No. So it's sort of... I do like that it's like, you can... Even if your outside changes, like you still have to reconnect with yourself on the inside. Yes. Whoa, I absolutely do. do. But it's true, because like you can choose to mm. show yourself a certain way. Yeah. And anyone, you know can to mm. a you know, certain extent. Mm. But you're still you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite pertinent that the gift her grandma gives her when she first meets her and tells her about her royal identity mm. is a heart-shaped locket, yeah. which then opens a diary that her dad gives yes. her for her 16th birthday. And I think it's quite key that it's a journal that she gets. Yeah. And it is the Princess Diaries. Everyone knows the journey is about connecting with yourself, learning about your thoughts, how you respond to situations. And so I think her finding out her her royal identity 
is actually just connecting with her inner self and her true self. It's just yeah. about pushing her out of her comfort zone because she does hate public speaking and she's then suddenly thrown into a role where she needs to be doing that yeah. on a global stage. And so I just think it's about pushing her out of her comfort zone and connecting with her true self and being more confident. And I think that comes out actually in her style when she is more putting more effort into herself and choosing looks mm. that are kind of more clean. And don't wrong, I don't think you need to. No. However, when she is doing that, I just think it's a sign that she no longer sees herself as invisible. She's saying, actually, do you know what? People might look at me. Yeah. And yeah, lucky them. Yeah. Which I love for her. Yeah. Um, Your best dress? My best dress is... It's hard. I'm going to say Clarice. Yeah. So her grandma Clarice, Queen Clarice. Queen Clarice. Rinaldi. Love her. What an idol. Such an icon. Yeah. She wears a peach, I want to say satin, ball gown with a sash and a tiara. Yeah. For the final ball. Yeah. And, you know, it's cinching in the waist. It's, you know, she's looking snatched. Julie Andrews is looking snatched. Like, the waist is in. It's puffing out. She's got... It kind of crosses over at the front. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like a V. Yeah, it's like a V neckline. Almost wrap style, actually. Yes, yeah. And... I think, like, a three-quarter length sleeve. Yes, it's, like, not... Or maybe not even that. Her, mm. I think her gloves are quite long, aren't yeah. they? But she's just... I mean, she's just the queen of simple elegance. Yeah. And say. also, she's in love. Yeah, I love that for her. It's a lot softer. She starts mm. by wearing black. Mm. And then Joe says, you've been wearing black for too long. Yeah, because she's been in mourning because her husband died yeah. the year before. Now that... But watching this back as an adult, I will say it's very random that she's just, like, getting with her security guard now. Yeah. Less than a year after her husband's well, died. Well, no, but I thought that he, the king, died earlier. And it was then Mia's dad who had recently died. Maybe. And that was who she was in mourning for. Or maybe that's wrong. Maybe the king did die. But for some reason I got the impression that Mia references about how, like, oh, he only died recently or something about her dad. Oh, yeah. Because Lily is like, why do you even care? Yeah, but I thought it was so oh, harsh. I've never I was like, way harsh, before. Lily. Literally, I was Yeah, like, she was like, it's been five months. Like, aren't you over it by now? I was like, her dad's died. <laughs> I mean, then she does say, well, you didn't really know him. You didn't no. ever properly meet him in person, so fair play. But also, weird from Philippe that he didn't ever introduce himself to Mia in person, just sent presents. Yeah. Very strange, but you're best dressed. So I'm gonna go for my favorite outfit. Okay. So maybe not my best dress like person, right. but my favorite outfit because I, I'm choosing on something I would wear. Right. Nice. Is when they go to the beach party. Oh uh, yeah. And Lana mm. is wearing like a cute little um, sleeveless pink crop top, and mm. then a pink slip skirt with like multicolored polka dots yeah this is very you and she's got like little uh, butterfly clips in Mm. and i can't remember what shoes but i feel like they're all wearing those sort of like chunky flip-flop vibes Mm. and it's just so cute and like i feel Mm. like i would wear that so i'm going for just what i would wear this week rather than 
overall because overall Clarice has some winning outfits mm. but I feel like I would actually wear yeah you would that you'd now. suit it I might have to mm. track it down worst dress so my worst dress I'm aware that it's needed for the plot and we've already said it's an mm-hmm. important look and really I just I feel like it's a good outfit in terms of I think it's good it's there like when Mia turns up to the ball and she's soaking wet and she's oh, in yeah, hoodie and jeans and I mean Anne Hathaway can wear anything and look good mm-hmm. I just it's just not for me the hoodie's a bit thin it's not even like it's a nice hoodie you know no, I love a hoodie but it's just it's not working for her the look no so I'm just I'm just going to say worst dress but also it's intentionally the worst like she is yeah, the worst dress of the film in, in, at that point so you know no shade to Anne fair what about you? Um, so mine is a specific item oh. and that is Lily's backpack it's like an otter or something oh uh, yeah it, so it looks like almost like a teddy bear but I think it's an otter it's like mm. grey and but she has another bag she has like yeah. a satchel and then she like carries the otter bag around which is random I just find it quite jarring I'm mm. like I want to know like why do you have two bags Lily yeah the What's big the age of 15 like, what are you carrying around how many books do you have <laughs> you know what I mean I yeah. think I only have that one book in year 11 well, it is America, they're quite intense with the academia, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, that's mm. true. So, yeah, that was just not for me. I'm sorry, Lily. We should say as well that the costume for both films was done by Gary Jones. And I'm going to be honest, I love the costume. I, I think the costume's yeah. great in these films. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I also love what Joe wears, just because it's like all I was like going to say, that. I actually, yeah, I love, I love what great Joe wears. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my worst dress, it's just got to be that lot of bag for me. It's just not not cute very fair yeah well I feel like I actually could go on for longer yeah. but um, I think we probably shouldn't wrap it up bored. but I like doing a chick flick it's fun yeah I do and it was just like so nostalgic to rewatch it mm. it really put me in like just like a really happy place of I feel like it was probably one of my most watched films when I was yeah. younger because we had it on DVD. Mm. And I, I know that Dad liked it. Yeah. Because he Aww. liked the scene where she eats the sorbet. It's like, is it a sorbet or something? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a sorbet. A pear kind of ice cream. And yeah. it's so cold and they're all like, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the people, there's like a lord and lady next to her. Yeah. She, they're like, oh, she didn't know it was cold. What should we do? Copy her, take that much. And then they eat a massive and they all get brain freeze and all start this oh. really formal dinner. Like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> such a great film anyway thanks for listening guys thanks for listening you know to like and subscribe on subscribe tell your pals yeah tell your parents (laughs) tell your parents to listen tiktok instagram hit us up at costume party podcast twitter costume party pod Mm -hmm. and yeah we'll see you next time don't know what we're gonna do next neither do i but it'll be a nice little surprise see you there bye bye